0: Hey there, I'm Paulina Cameron, CEO of the Forum for Women Entrepreneurs. We educate, mentor, energize, and connect women entrepreneurs across Canada to be wildly successful, promoting strong economies and thriving communities. To learn more about our programs, visit us at fwe.ca. I am also thrilled to be your host for FWE's podcast, The Go To, for entrepreneurs in the know, powered by Scotiabank. I interview inspiring guests, will share their journey of their business success and provide crucial pieces of advice that you can use to move your business forward today. This season, we're covering everything from branding to financials, sales, and organizational culture. As you listen to the season, ask yourself how you can use these learnings to take your business forward. Let's dive in. Last episode, we explored branding and marketing. Today, we're demystifying communication, Specifically, public relations and content marketing. Joining me in studio is Katie Dunsworth Reac, partner and co founder of Talkshop Media, a PR and social agency with offices in Toronto, Calgary, and Vancouver. Career highlights for Katie include an appearance on Oprah in 2006 as part of her money mentoring business Smart Cookies, co hosting a W Network series and regular appearances on CTV and Global News. She's also a longtime supporter and alumna of FW's programming. Welcome to the go to, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. So great to have you. So PR is critical for businesses being known and seen, and entrepreneurs are oftentimes spending a lot of their own time managing this off the side of their desk, or spending a lot of money unsure of what the expected outcomes should be. So let's start with some grounding questions. Why and when should a business embark on a PR campaign? And what approach do you recommend entrepreneurs use when planning a campaign?
1: Perfect. Well, I'll maybe start with the why. And I think there's a couple of main reasons that I hear from business owners in terms of why they want to add PR to the mix of how they're getting themselves out there. And it's really to cut through the noise of advertising and to just create a, an additional uh, level of credibility. As much as you know, news outlets are changing, what's not changing, and in fact, what's going up is our online news consumption. And so in a world where we're bombarded by you know influencers promoting this and digital ads and retargeting. When we consume news, we consume it in a way that there's a different level of trust. And so that has not really changed. In fact, we've seen the PR industry continue to thrive as a lot of advertising and and other agencies have struggled. Um, What businesses tend to like is that a a news article is um, considered sort of high authority content. So when somebody is trying to find you on Google, if you're listed in an article in the New York Times, your Google ranking goes up significantly. So we get approached all the time just because people are like, I need to get found when someone looking for me online um, and then in terms of when my biggest thing is you have to have the time to put into it whether you're doing it off the side of your desk you're hiring a co- contractor or you're hiring an agency you need to be able to have at least 40 hours a month to manage that person and really to inform yourself um, and then you need to have the money whether it's the money that you're taking away by you know not doing your business and doing PR or you're gonna be paying a, an agency um, or a contractor and in in my mind, you need to think of that as a salary. So that is something that you're looking at about $50,000 a year in investment. Um, The other thing I would say is don't dabble in this. This is something where you need to be fairly sure this is a long-term strategy for you. And so how you decide on that is you get your foot wet, you get yourself into some media and some different forms of um, consumable content, see how that's working for you and and keep at it or pivot and, and look at other strategies.
0: So what are the key tools and resources
1: that an entrepreneur can leverage to get their message out? Paulina, I'm going to give you the the like real PR insider hacks because yes. there's a bunch <laughs> of things. Um, but I think one of my favorite and I feel like this is in every PR professional's toolbox is a, it's a free tool um, called Help a Reporter Out. A ton of reporters use this when they're looking for sources or examples for stories. So what we see all the time is, you know, I do a lot of financial content, so I'm looking for something. Someone who's taken on a side hustle and used Airbnb or used, you know, Poshmark, a reselling um, clothing site, and so uh, journalists will reach out to help a reporter out. They push out several emails a day um, with what the story is and what they're looking for. Uh, It's very, you can easily respond back to that reporter quick to build a relationship. Um, We've gotten a ton of amazing coverage for clients and a lot of smart cookie stuff I've done for myself has come from that. Another tool um, that's really the database for every journalist that ever existed uh, is a tool called Scission. Um, So that gives you phone number, email, background info on every journalist that um, that is out there. And a lot of PR professionals are constantly updating it, saying, you know, pitch this person with stories related to public affairs and government. Um, so it's quite up-to-date and current. And then another tool we use, Frequently, and I feel like journalists use this almost as much as they use Help a Reporter Out, is Twitter, where they will, you know, if you know the journalist or the news outlet that you want to be featured in, follow a bunch of those reporters, and you'd be shocked at how many of them will actually be calling out, you know, this is what I'm looking for. Fun fact, too, is that I was on Oprah, as you mentioned, and the way I got on Oprah was just cruising their website, and they were doing an upcoming money segment we had started this money group I wrote in through the website and that's how I got on there was like minimal pitching magic I think the magic really comes in you know short sweet fact driven bullet pointed information on what you are going to bring to the story
0: That's amazing, Katie, because it often feels like such a big black box Mm -hmm. that you're trying to decipher where to even take the first step.
1: Yeah. And I think when I see people do it, they really overthink like, do I need a press release? No, you need a good idea. And then some bullet points, truly, because you're not writing their story for them. These are people who went to journalism school. They will write it. You need to impress them with the thought uh, for the story and the facts that you can bring to the table that support that.
0: This is so good. I'm taking a pause for that. <laughs> That's so great, Katie. Okay. For an entrepreneur with a limited budget, what's the one thing you want to share with our audience
1: about PR? Well, PR is free. And so if you have, you know, a limited budget, and, and when I say free, it's not free if you're hiring somebody to do it for you, but you as an entrepreneur can do it yourself. What you have to remember is that it's not something that I think is a good, Strategy to dabble in when you need something. I hear this from reporters all the time where they're like, nothing frustrates me more than when a brand wants to hawk a product and suddenly they're reaching out and then we never hear from them again. You need to have a continual relationship. So, I for the longest time have talked about, I am like a big uh, proponent of financial literacy for women. And so, I am a source for all of the news outlets here in Vancouver just if you know interest rates change or today I did a segment on global news about having a side hustle Uh, I'm very willing to come on and talk and sometimes in things that aren't necessarily it's not in my wheelhouse at all Mm. in PR but it's something that I'm passionate about and that goodwill of always being willing to do something allows them when I'm pitching a story to them for something that I want they remember that and they remember that you know you've been there in the good times and the bad times and when they need a voice and so I think that you just have to remember it's a two-way exchange it is a free thing for you to do but it takes time to build those relationships it's that investment in the relationship right yeah yeah that was
0: so incredibly helpful Katie thank you so where is somewhere that people can follow and find you online to keep learning more
1: Well, first, you'd want to follow um, my company, TalkShop, and you can follow us at TalkShop Media, and we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to follow me personally for all of my fun life and business adventures, it's at Katie Dunsworth, REAC, and REAC is spelled R-E-I-A-C-H. Thank you, Katie, so much for joining us
0: today and sharing your top secret PR insights. We're going to take a quick pause before we hear from our next guest. The go-to for entrepreneurs in the know is the outcome of a collaboration between FWE and the Scotiabank Women Initiative. Let's take a moment to hear from our generous sponsor.
2: Hi, I'm Kate Urensic, Director and Program Lead for the Scotiabank Women Initiative. I want to give our listeners some advice about public relations and how an entrepreneur can get the most value when promoting their company, product or service. Communications is an essential part of a business plan. If you're not talking about your business to your employees, externally to your stakeholders, or even to media, then who will? Finding a public relations professional will help you to create and define your story, communicate effectively and timely with your employees, and also help secure top media coverage that will no doubt help spread the awareness of the success of your business in a controlled manner. It's also extremely important from a reputational perspective. Managing your issues and brand is critical to your success and a peer professional can help you do that in the case of a crisis. The program was launched in December, 2018. And since then, we have used a specific strategy to promote the program and also reach our target audience. At launch, we focus on reaching a mass audience for awareness, however, quickly shifted to social media to hit our niche audience of women-led and women-owned businesses. Monthly LinkedIn posts have been outperforming benchmarks, so we're sticking with what works. In fact, in March of this year, our collective posts were among the top 20 financial services posts in North America. We realize that we need to continually test the appetite for educational content we promote. This means testing headlines, types of content, images, and videos of all lengths until we really get a mix of what works best. Thanks for having me here today, Paulina. Thank you
0: so much for all of your support. To learn more, please visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Let's get back into the studio. Our next guest is Priya Chopra, CEO of One Milk, Two Sugars, a woman-led and women-owned business based in Montreal with offices in Toronto and New York, which serves up communications as custom as your coffee. A 2018 recipient of Women in Communications Award from PR in Canada, Priya is a mom of three, an FWE mentor, thanks Priya, and an elite member of the Forbes Agency Council, an invite-only organization for executives in fast-growing agencies. Counting Nivea, Pfizer, and Marriott among her client list, Priya is at the top of her game. Welcome to the go-to, Priya. Thank you for having me. Priya, the power of social media to really transform and boost a business is proven. It creates community, tells a story, and becomes a place to have real conversations with your target audience. What are some golden rules of social media that apply to small businesses?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I think that there are a number of uh, tips and tricks to be used in social media and the business is constantly evolving. But what I would like to focus on are four of my personal top picks. So, one Number one is content pillars. Essentially content pillars are anywhere between three to five different topics in which your social media content will be based on. This really allows you to have a beautiful spectrum of content that's not repetitive and identifies very well with your business and your brand positioning. Number two is to be social on social, which we know it's called social media for a reason, but sometimes we forget that we need to be social. So it's not just a one way, but a two way dialogue. And that requires you spending maybe even 10, 15 minutes or an hour or more if you have it, to engage with your audience, follow like-minded pages, brands, influencers, and really engage with the community beyond your page. Number three, I think having a very solid customer service strategy is super important. Uh, Consumers have a direct link to brands nowadays. They have a voice. Uh, They definitely would love to be heard and answered to in a personalized way. So having really prompt and efficient uh, replies to any queries that come up about your product or service is essential. And you can draft, draft up a FAQ list. So it's really just a frequently asked questions list that you could start building out. Making sure that uh, you personalize and answer promptly. Number four is use of hashtags. So, we all know that we can add these interesting things at the end of our content. What is the purpose of them? Uh, so, the purpose of the hashtag is really to widen the reach of your content. Not only does it do that, but it allows you to get involved in a trending conversation. It makes your campaign trackable. Um, it allows you to target a certain audience as well, and much more than that. So those would be my top four things in which uh, I would say could give you a good solid base to start your social media strategy.
0: That's so helpful. And I mean, the reminder to be social on social, we need it, right? (laughs) Definitely. Okay, so most businesses have at least some social media presence, either managed in-house, you know, off the side of your desk, or maybe externally through an agency. Both take time and money, so they're an investment in resources. So what do you consider some of the key ways to track the success of a social media effort to make sure that they're impacting the business positively?
3: Yes, definitely. I think social media has a lot of data that goes behind it. And actually, there's experts in the field, which are really data experts and analysts that we even in our agency have. So it's it's a wonderful tool for marketers to understand. And I think that's why it's been picking up a lot for brands and businesses, because it is highly measurable. One thing that we track on a base level to start is engagement, and that's a word that I'm sure everybody hears a lot. So tracking your engagement is super important. Essentially, it's measured um, as a ratio of how many likes, comments, or shares you get vis-a-vis your audience. Uh, Based on that percentage, you can also look at benchmarks, so what are benchmarks of engagement within your industry sector, and kind of identify how are you fitting in uh, versus industry averages. So engagement is a very important thing, and every post will have a different engagement level. So you might want to do an average of maybe the last 10 posts, for example, to sort of see how you're doing. The other thing that is very essential is to go into the back end. For any business page, there is an insights sort of button that you can click on, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, and it gives you the back end. So it tells you such amazing information. And I mean, it's very user friendly, super easy to understand. So it tells you who your audience is, where they're located, what's the split in gender, uh, what are your optimal posting times, what's the best day of the week to post. So there's just a ton of data uh, behind the scenes that can help you identify and optimize your content. The other thing I would highly recommend, and this would be my last tip, is really to create a simple dashboard for you to monitor your key metrics and to track that, whether it's weekly or monthly or whatever you have time for. And within that, you can have columns for follower gain, impression count, uh, clicks on any posts or any other metrics that you think are essential to your business. And the last thing you can also do is to look at your SEO if you have some tools related to SEO and see how much traffic actually came from your social media to your website
0: that's so helpful. And I mean, such a tangible tool to get that set up and to be able to see what's actually working or not working, right?
3: Yes, and learning from it and always improving from the data.
0: Mm -hmm. So what is the one thing that an entrepreneur can do today that would add depth to
3: their social media presence? Sure, that's a great question. One thing that I like to really do, and I I highly recommend, and sometimes we forget to do it, is to repurpose user-generated content And because I'm a PR person, um, my background is PR primarily, I call that PR for social media. So essentially, it's not just you talking about yourself, but it's what other people are saying about you. So that's really repurposing content that maybe someone else has shot for you, someone, a consumer has talked about your product and you want to share that, whether it's in your stories or in your um, actual feed. This is something that we highly recommend. Uh, So it's really using third party content to populate your feed as uh, basically an endorsement to your business. So user generated content is high up there on my list. The other thing that you can do that's very popular right now is the use of stories and highlights. Stories is becoming increasingly popular uh, for a lot of businesses. We get a ton of requests about this all the time and it's really an impromptu sort of way to show the behind the scenes of your business. It doesn't always have to be picture perfect. It allows a lot of flexibility and real time action. Real time, I mean, that's sort of in quotes. You could uh, pre record your stories or pre film or pre tape or pre shoot your stories, of course, but it does give uh, different perspectives to your audience a little bit uh, more personal. So, stories is definitely something else that we would like to recommend here. And then, over and above everything else, I mean, I think it's just like anything else being authentic in your storytelling having a human connection, and really understanding what your business tonality is going to be, what is your brand voice, and always staying true to that and make sure you're not posting for the sake of posting um, and just saying that, oh, I haven't posted in two or three days or I haven't posted in a day and I have to get something out. It's not really the intention. I think the intention should always come from a place of authenticity.
0: Yeah, and those, those posts never resonate, right? They don't quite feel quite as good to the person receiving it. exactly. Okay, Priya, so this has been so helpful. I feel like everyone's going to be walking away doing their little KPI Excel and keeping track of how <laughs> effective they are, they are being. So. Where can people find you online to keep learning from you?
3: So they can follow our agency, One Milk, Two Sugars. We're on all the social media platforms and that's the number one and the number two, so One Milk, Two Sugars. And me personally, I am on LinkedIn at Priya Chopra. Not Priyanka
0: Chopra, but Priya Chopra. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Priya, and sharing your wisdom with us. Always oh,
3: it been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much
0: for having me. Well, that's a wrap. A big thank you to Katie and Priya for joining us today. We would also like to thank everyone who has helped make the go-to a reality. From the incredible team at FWE who worked on all of the logistics... To Self-Hired, our amazing production team. To Hummingbird Translations, who are translating our podcast so you can also listen in French. And of course, to Scotiabank Women Initiative, our generous sponsor for this FWE podcast. You can learn more at their website at scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to listen to the rest of Season 1. You can find all of the resources our guests mention on our website at fwe.ca. We know it takes a village to build a business. So share your learnings on Instagram at FWE Canada to help other entrepreneurs become wildly successful. See you next time.